One is slow to speak. Uh, lest we miss the last echo rolling through the room from such a convergence of beauty and truth. The peace of our Lord be with you. As you may remember from your own life with your own Bible, those shiny new red ones we presented this morning to Emmy, Lewis, Gray, Worth, Ford, Barrett, Rhodes, Ailey, Mary Alden, Harper, Grayton, Andrew, and Parker are home to many words about words. From today's psalm, let the words of my mouth be acceptable to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. To Proverbs 15:1, a kind word heals, but a harsh word hurts. To Proverbs 18:21, life and death are in the power of the tongue. To Ecclesiastes 5.2, never be quick to speak. To Matthew 12.36, on the day of judgment, we will have to give an account for every careless word we have ever said. To Ephesians 4.25, Putting away falsehood, let all of us speak the truth to one another. To Colossians 3.8, get rid of all abusive language from your mouth. To James 1.19, be quick to listen and slow to speak. To today's lesson from James chapter 3, with its reminder in verse 5, that while the tongue may be small in size, it is enormous in power. All of those words about words scattered throughout the Bible remind us that words matter. As one wise soul once said, words shape worlds. Words shape worlds, and indeed they do, for healing and for hurting, for building up and for tearing down, for including and for excluding. Words shape worlds which is why it is so important for all of us to practice the skill of mindful, thoughtful, truthful, careful speech. 
which, as you may have learned in your own experience, is not an easy or simple skill to practice. As today's passage from James says, every kind of beast and bird can be tamed and has been tamed, but no one can tame the tongue. Indeed, for many, myself among them, the daily practice of the spiritual discipline of mindful, thoughtful, careful speech is not unlike the perpetual struggle of Sisyphus rolling the same stone up the same hill every day only to watch it roll back down to the bottom and have to do it all over again, day after day after year after year. I plowed my way back through some of my prayer journals this week, which I didn't begin keeping until I turned 40. But I've got a good 26 years worth of little spiral notebooks of daily prayers. I'll miss 20 or 30 days a year, but don't miss many. And I went specifically looking this week for the first time I ever wrote in my daily prayer journal, God, please help me to be today a person of careful speech. The earliest reference I could find was in 2007. And since then, Almost every day that I've written in my prayer journal, whether I wrote this much or five pages, somewhere in there is the prayer to live that one day of my life as a person of careful speech. So I figure um, 2007 to 2021 is 14 years. By the most conservative of estimates, 300 days a year for 14 years, I've prayed to become a person of mindful, thoughtful, careful speech. 14 times 300, I don't know, what's that? Something north of 4,000 times. Prayed the same prayer and the same words, the same way and still rarely make it through a day without failing the test of careful speech. And yet, the exciting thing about the spiritual discipline of mindful, thoughtful, careful speech is that we always can and we sometimes actually do get better at it. A journey of growth and change which begins with wanting to grow and change. I can assure you, if you do not want to become a person of careful speech, you will not. It begins with longing and aching and yearning and wanting. Nothing more than you want to be a kind, gentle, truthful person 
of kind, gentle, truthful speech. And once you want it, more than you want anything else, once you want that one thing to become a kind, gentle, truthful person, a kind, gentle, truthful speech, you might slowly, slowly, little by little, begin to make some progress at it. And then one day, you actually surprise yourself. You surprise your own self by stopping, falling silent at some moment when previously you would have jumped right in to say or text or tweet or email or post something that would make you feel important or powerful or in the know or get you a laugh at somebody else's expense. And you shock yourself by not doing it. And that's when you know, ah, things beginning to change. And then when you do speak, it's in a more mindful, thoughtful, truthful way. What the Quakers call gentle and plain speech. There's a simple test for this. And it applies to children as young as these wonderful first graders who've received their Bibles today, and it applies to older children and middle schoolers, high school age folk, young adults, and the oldest person in the room. Here it is. Is what I'm about to say truthful, thoughtful, mindful and gentle. It may be hard to hear because a lot of truth is, but am I saying it away in a way that is truthful, mindful, thoughtful and gentle? No exaggerating, teasing, none of that stuff. An uncluttered life that meets that standard? Does this reach the level of kindness? And if it doesn't, then the world will be better for my not saying it. And if it does, then I can say it. Of course, by that time, the conversation will probably have moved on to some other subject, but might that not be a part of what it means to be quick to listen and slow to speak? Not so we can have a better seat in heaven. Not so we can be rewarded or avoid a punishment. No. Just so that we can spend less of our lives regretting all of those 
thoughtless moments, wishing we could have back all of those careless words. And so that when it comes time for us to die, which it will, folks can honestly say that was a person who spoke in ways that were mindful, thoughtful, truthful, and gentle. Our words shaping the world in a more kind and gentle way. Amen. Time and as you can see, are now helping to lead us in worship from the choir. Scott and Cecilia come today expressing their desire to move their church membership to this family of faith where their energies and affections already lie. Scott and Cecilia have uh, served the church and the world in strong and good ways uh, for many years and Scott and Cecilia, now that you have come home to Jackson, we are glad that you have come home to Northminster. So I'm going to ask Scott and Cecilia to have a seat right here on this first pew. And um, in a moment, when we uh, sing the recessional hymn, after the choir uh, goes out, Major and Leslie will come here, and if the two of you will walk out with Major and Leslie, then um, Scott and Cecilia will be in the courtyard where you may stop by to offer them a word of greeting and welcome. We're so glad that you're here. Welcome to Northminster. Um, as we prepare.